0: Welcome back to the Through the Scenes podcast. This is episode like eight or something. I'm actually not completely sure. Probably should have checked this before we started recording. It is
1: eight.
0: Yeah, see, I, I marked them down and then never actually check what episode we're on. Uh, welcome back. Uh, I am once again... Joined alongside AJ, Chick, and Tommy. We do not have Jackson today. It didn't feel like coming on. Uh, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so, boys, how are we doing today?
2: I'm doing really good. I'm fine. Baseball might be back soon. I'm ready. I'm ready. I don't
0: know what you're talking about. Baseball's already back. KBO season.
2: Well, oh, my bad, my bad. I was going to say the Dino's
1: 13-3, baby. Or are they
3: four, did they win
0: yesterday? Maybe 14-3. Oh, no. You're the dinos know. Know. Yeah, not me. They, Well, again. When I checked, they were 13-3. We did you not concerned.
1: watch the games? Yeah, dude. No, I was, I was asleep. You're not staying up till <laughs> 5 a.m.
0: watching all the games?
1: Only oh, once today. 10-5. Let's go.
0: I'm I'm kind of disappointed in you. You're not 14 staying to up. Three.
1: They're
0: 14-3. Dude, why are you not okay. staying up to watch team every team single, single game? The KBL? Wait, what happened? Have you picked a team yet for the KBO? I picked the Key Womb Heroes. They are, like, 500. Yeah, that's solid.
2: <laughs> You're other teams. Speaking <laughs> of the KBO, though, Except we have one. 500. Speaking of the KBO, we have one of the biggest KBO supporters on Twitter right now. Barstool Hub is joining us today for an interview. I'm so excited for that. It went so
0: well. Do, do you want to host the rest of this episode? I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've got some dessert. I'd be like to go eat. So. <laughs> of course. <laughs> <laughs> we can go. Just uh, ship ship this around. But yeah. But uh, no. Uh, AJ was right. We will Conferent. be joined later by uh, Barstool Hubs. Uh, we'll. I think we talked what Yankees, Barstool, Northrop. and very little about the KBO. Uh, other than that, we honestly have like nothing else planned. Uh, we are literally the most unplanned podcast ever. It doesn't help that there is no baseball to talk about, but uh, we're just going to see where this podcast takes us. I know AJ has a hot take that he'll share later and if it's anything like uh, any of like Jake's 9000 hot takes, I'm a little worried. No, it's
1: not. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm going to critique your take and I'm going to rank <laughs> it on like a Jake meter from 0 to
4: 10.
0: I'm going to rank <laughs> it on a Jake meter. I'm a little so zero.
1: Zero baby. means it's good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> zero zero means it might happen. Uh yeah, like five zero, yeah. f- five it's like Luke Voigt tier. <laughs> no no yeah, ten I think ten might be the Luke Voigt tier. <laughs> oh wait, we're going all the way up to ten. I have, I think we are only going up to five. No, I'll go up to ten. I'm a ten guy. <laughs> go busy go home. Up ten. We're going up to ten on the uh the uh the Jake cut take meter. Other than that, we'll just see where this podcast at take episode takes us. Uh, we've got literally nothing planned. Uh, let's get into this episode. Let's see where this podcast takes us. So, AJ, this this hot take. Again, I'm afraid to ask because if it's anything like any of Jake's like 13,000 hot takes, it's going to be very bad but very funny. Uh, please share it. All right. So this is something that the Yankee fans
2: and the Met fans can get behind. So, something will be happening this year that hasn't happened since 1968.
0: The Mets are going to make the playoffs? It's really funny, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> World Tom Series up. in 2015, but that's funny. Jacob deGrom and Garrett Cole win the AL and NL MVP. First time the yeah. pitchers won it since 1968. Only problem with this is the DH rule will hurt the Mets and deGrom's chances, but I still believe in him winning the NL MVP. I- when, who was the last MVP? The last two guys to do it in the same year that were pitchers were Denny McLean from the Detroit Tigers, I believe, and Bob Gibson in 1960. Who was the last Tigers. AL
0: MVP, though, to win
2: Justin the Verlander, 2011. Yeah,
0: was so insane. it's been what
2: by game.
0: It's been 20, not 20 years. It's been, what, nine years, eight years?
1: <laughs> Not quite 20.
0: <laughs> Not quite 20. We're a l- um, little I'll off. Give
1: that, I'll give that a 2 because I can totally see that happening. Cole Bay Bay and DeGrom Day Bay. Is, that, is that like, Does that work? No. No, no. Okay. no it really doesn't um, work at all. Okay. DeGrom. Um Yeah, I mean, I can kind of see it. I mean, Trout would have to, like, you know, cool down a little bit. Um, it doesn't matter because Cole is the best pitcher in the world. And then um, – I think Trout like, would have
0: to, like, die.
1: <laughs> I guess uh, – I mean – Nobody really is in the NL, so they'll just give it to the Gram. Um, yeah, okay. so I can kind of see it happening. I think oh, the NL like.
3: has better pitchers than the AL, first of all. It does. It does. Yeah. Well,
1: it does, but like I'm saying, like they're just gonna give it to him.
3: And if few he's on the Mets, oh. so, like you know what, we gotta give
1: them something, so they give him the MVP. All right, rent free, rent free. <laughs> not rent free. Just it's just facts.
0: So wait, I, I will ask <laughs> this, uh, AJ. Do you know who the last a- NL MVP was to be a pitcher? Uh, that.
2: I do not know. I can look it up. I was trying to look up something else. Oh no, I I, oh, I, have, I have it up. up. I have it was Kersh-
0: up. Oh. Yeah, it was Kershaw in fourteen.
2: Uh, did you say the year already or no? I couldn't hear you. Yes,
0: twenty fourteen. Okay.
2: Yeah, so it's Kershaw. he's really good at baseball. Uh,
0: I I can see it happening. Uh, I think DeGrom winning it's more likely than Garrett Cole winning it because oh, yeah. Trout. You don't have Mike Trout in the uh, NL. I think it's probably Trout and then, like, probably, like, Judge, because he could hit, get hot, or I can still see Altuve getting hot. Um, bang, bang. Yeah, bang, bang. Other than that, like, I can't really think of another AL MVP candidate. Oh, oh, oh. Luke Voigt. Oh, <laughs> I, I should have known that one was coming. Really hey, should that, that was the, that was my first hot take. In MVP. So sadly, I don't agree, agree with AJ. I'm no, just sorry. I'm just looking through the list of MVPs, and uh, I forgot Josh Hamilton won one. He was really good. He was really dang good. He won in 2010. Yeah. It's a shame who he is now. He fell off so far. Oh, absolutely. R- what what year was that? That home run derby where he hit
2: uh, the eight. That was sick. Oh, 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 unbelievable. And he, Best home run derby ever.
0: Uh, that was hey,
2: no. Oh,
1: here no. he goes. we Alonso. Last year was better. Yeah. They had the Alonzo and Vlad. My worst
2: nightmare. <laughs> it was
0: two thousand eight. Two thousand eight was. I
2: said that ten minutes ago, Kevin.
0: Oh, you did?
2: <laughs> not not more there. there. More like forty-five seconds ago, but he did say it.
0: He had twenty-eight home runs in the first. Dude, time. I was
3: there. It was sick. Well, you know how many Pete Alonso had? A
0: lot. Like four.
3: <laughs> boss, boss, yeah, boss yeah, just yeah, four now. home runs in the home run derby, and one.
0: The rest of this Makes home sense. run derby was weird. Uh, was it? it used to be so, I like the old format so much better. Justin Nelson Morneau, uh, Justin Morneau with the Twins, uh, Lance Berkman with the Astros. Jesus, what a blast in the past. Uh, Ryan Braun with the Brewers, uh, Dan Uggler with the roids Marlins. Dan Uggler, uh,
2: that's
3: a fun one.
0: I don't know, was he on Roids in 08?
3: Probably Probably. But no, that probably. was, like his body oh, was When did he get caught? Like 2013,
2: 14?
0: Something yeah. like that, yeah. So I yeah, guess he's probably on him. So. Probably, probably, uh, probably
2: not.
0: Grady, Grady Sizemore was in this. Dude, tournament. I love
2: Grady Sizemore. <laughs> I don't know why. I always love Grady Sizemore. What am I got?
0: Uh, yeah, that's a weird one. Chase Utley yeah. and Evan on Longoria, who hit three Long- home runs. Another
2: guy, Longo. Oh, Do that. you
1: like. Uh, hey, Tommy, what's your opinion on uh, Utley?
3: Probably my least favorite baseball player ever. <laughs> I don't
0: blame like him either.
3: No,
0: no. At least. Who, who, who the won that. the Prince Fielder won the 09 home run derby, in case anyone was wondering. Who won the 09 derby? Uh, Prince, Prince Fielder. Prince Fielder? Oh, Fielder, anyway. won it over, your name? Fielder won it over Nelson Cruz, Carlos Pena, Joe Maurer. Uh, this is a name I have not heard in about... Probably six years. Brandon Inge. Oh my oh god. My god. I, why was he in the home run derby? Uh, Adrian Gonzalez with the Padres. Uh, Ryan Howard and Albert Pujols. Uh, Brandon Inge.
2: Uh, yes, sir. Who won the home run derby at City Field? Was it that Sespinus uh, that year?
0: What year was it? I think it, it so? was. What year was what, the City Field.
2: Well, it wasn't on the Mets yet. I don't know. No, yeah, the, yeah. He was on the A's, but I was there and I forgot. Honestly, what oh, year was I that? I have no idea. I just know he wasn't on the map. Yes, it
0: was. He
2: it up. was Dude, a some of the bombs here, oh, man.
0: Ses Cespedes won it over Harper. Uh, oh boy, I'm Michael Kadire. Michael Kadire. yeah, uh, Chris Davis, Pedro Alvarez, Prince Fielder was in this one as well. He only hit five home runs though. Uh, David Wright. And Robbie Canuck. Don't Wait,
2: Kevin, which Chris Davis, I one with the candle want the C. Have to clarify have to clarify. Uh yeah.
0: the one who couldn't hit a baseball last year.
2: It was a joke going back to last podcast. Yes, right? yes, yes,
0: yes.
1: Excuse me. Some will through the seams trivia for you fans out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have really bad trivia. <laughs> yeah.
3: Speaking of UNSS for this. Um, if Sanal gets a DH this year, I think yeah, it would fit in perfectly.
0: With I think that's probably he has, he has to
3: stay healthy, 100%. Yeah, and him staying out of the field would obviously help him stay healthy, I'd assume. I, I that's himself putting on his uniform or something.
0: <laughs> what, Twin shock? did he
3: fall off his horse? Isn't that how he got hurt
0: last? He fell Yeah, some, some... yeah. I mean, I, I think Cespedes is probably... He's just quarantining in general, <laughs> just so he doesn't get hurt. <laughs> Cespedes is probably, like, the best... NL candidate for DH. Just, just because he's not that good fielding anymore. But
3: He has a cannon, though. A, about it.
0: Yes, he does have a really good arm. But he has played DH how many times in his career? He has DH'd 84 times in his career. Wasn't he a Red Sox for a quick minute? He was you a won't. Red Sox for uh, a not, half a, a season.
2: Athletics, hurt? Detroit. But he's been around. Don't you know. don't remember... Obviously, you don't remember him as a Red Sox. But that's just weird. He was a Red Sox. I don't even... I, he doesn't feel like a Red Sox player. And I hate Red Sox players, obviously.
0: he Was he... I feel like he was at least decent with the Red Sox, too, wasn't he?
2: Well, he was in his younger age. So uh,
0: he, probably, he batted 269. Hey. Uh, five home runs, 33 RBIs, and 201 at-bats.
2: That's a sick season.
0: It's actually a pretty solid yeah, season. Yeah. Uh, and then he went to the... Tigers for a season, batted 293, uh, 61 home runs, 18 or 60, 18 home runs, 61 RBIs. He did not hit 61 home runs uh, in 403 at-bats. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was traded to the Sox for uh, Leicester. Was that yeah. – that, yeah, that was the Leicester trip. Well, that was the Leicester trade. <laughs> it's kind of weird to see how far he's fallen off since his, like, rookie season. Well, it's
3: I, – I mean – it's not really his fault, but like
0: no, it isn't his wrong. fault. Like rookie, like end injuries kind of killed him.
3: Yeah, injuries did not really mess him up. Which sucks. Yeah, yeah. but he was but so good sure was right. no, was no better time to come uh, come back than now.
0: Yeah, with the DH.
3: Yeah, and even even if Yo wants to play in the field, we could see put Alonzo at play. DH. Have Dom Smith, my boy Dom Smith, play first base. Either, get him maybe. some at bats. He deserves them.
0: I'm trying to see, like, can I figure out what he hit as a DH?
2: I guess you not. can you'd have, to, a, you'd have to do some math. <laughs> not a big math guy. I hate math the the DH I didn't get why you guys were in a big. And not, I can see why you guys don't want it, but it helps a lot of your guys like rest it, up and not get it. Here. It really helps the Mets team for a DH, but I'm just I don't it just, want to like
0: DH. I I guess I don't like it cuz it just has no impact on the Giants. Yeah,
3: they're just not, not a good yeah. baseball team. One more shitty
1: player. <laughs>
0: Like I don't think I like. They probably have to sign Yasiel Puig if they're getting yeah, a
1: DH.
0: to I'm gonna hate. I'm gonna hate because I don't like Yasiel Puig because he played for the Dodgers and he'd probably
1: be game. your best player.
0: He'd probably be <laughs> one of our best batters. Like that's probably the worst part of all of this. He yeah. would. Because like uh, I'm just. That's a long go. I just I just look through the roster. I don't see who's playing DH because you're you're not playing Posey at DH. You
2: might have to. He's getting older, so yeah,
0: it might actually help uh, delay the inevitable with him.
2: Um, it won't help your team, though. You guys don't have no. Do we'll, you get one more. We're win. Going to turn the Giants are in a hole right now. Wilmer Wilmer
0: Flores isn't DHing.
2: Hey, my
0: boy, uh, longoria isn't DHing because you don't have another third baseman. Uh, maybe Pence. Like I think Pence is probably your best bet as a DH.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. San is gonna have a She's long rebuild, but obviously no. the series were it's worth
2: bad. it. Yeah.
0: I'm looking through this roster right now. I don't see anything to get me excited for next year.
2: Uh Jalen wow. Davis. Watch out for Jalen Davis.
0: I, I actually have heard a lot of good things about him. Uh
2: I like what about Madison Bumgut? Oh
0: wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Speaking of injuries, <laughs> oh boy. That was
2: shots were fired, eh?
0: No, that dude, do you guys not remember that injury? Just a comment. He had the uh, yeah. he he was on like the dirt bike. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And he blew out his arm.
3: Classic mad bum.
0: That was that was really bad because he was in, he was he was on a groove the year before, like he had a really good year the, the uh, year prior, and I was actually excited, and then got hurt.
2: Breaking news: best player gets injured. It's bad.
0: It was real <laughs> bad. Uh, yeah. Uh. I don't want to re- recall those days. I also don't want to recall the fact that he's a diving back, but I, Tommy just won't let me lift that one down. Those days
3: are today. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you don't understand. I was mad, yet I knew he was leaving.
3: Yeah, like, no, it's no. better that you expected it. <laughs> Johnny T, shout out hockey.
0: <laughs> I absolutely <laughs> expected it, yet I was still mad that it happened.
3: It's hard to see your favorite player go, or best player. I don't know if he was your favorite. He uh, was. Tell me about it. He was
0: my favorite current <laughs> giant.
3: Uh, he was your favorite all-time giant.
0: Tim Lincecum, actually. Yeah,
3: I, 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 heard, or, I don't know if I ever told this story on the podcast before, but I went to LA one time to a Dodger giant game when Tim Lincecum was in his absolute prime. After the game, I got I got a baseball at like the store. It wasn't an MLB ball, but I got a Dodger baseball, and eventually. Like after the game, uh, we left, like me and a bunch of other people, like lined up, like where uh, the Giants were on their buses. And Tim Linscombe actually signed my Dodger baseball. I still have that around. I'll, <laughs> I'll post a picture to the Instagram. So, you know, drop I have, a follow.
0: <laughs> I, I'm looking through the uh, the uh, autographs I have, and I'm seeing my Eric Young autograph.
3: Do you guys yeah, if any yeah, of That, guys that could be what? a fun thing we could go through. We could. We can talk about our autograph. Maybe next episode, watch out for it. I have talk some a, I actually don't a have that many have.
0: Maybe some like, of our in-person favorites. baseball autographs. I have one but thing. If 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 we went through cards, I'd have a shit ton.
3: I'd get too many. I have a bunch of signed baseballs from going to Port St. Lucie.
0: I think all I have is Eric Young, and then like one more maybe.
3: Well, I could go through mine. Yeah, I actually
0: don't have that thing. I've got a lot of souvenir cups. <laughs> go
2: through your souvenir fun. You still have mine from uh, the Panthers. <laughs> yes,
0: I do. I, mean, I still have to ship that one. <laughs> or just bring it right.
2: up. So going back on track, go to it with baseball talk. Right now, the Mets have the fixed best best odds to win the World Series. This here now. I don't get this. Who's believe it's too high?
0: Who's like 7-8-9 <laughs> Who's like seven eight nine?
2: Uh it's Dodgers one, Yankees two. Okay. Uh, Astros, three, Braves, four, Nats, five, fair. Mets, six.
0: Who's so they're hot
2: for the Twins and the Cardinals. I think the Mets should be six. Um, the, I,
3: I think we're a better team than the Cardinals. We'll probably... I think we have a higher higher ceiling than the Cardinals. I think they'll do better than us, though. That's fair, that's
0: fair. That's, that's we, such like, a tough one. We'll probably
3: finish the season under five hundred, but we have the potential to be better than the Cardinals. But I don't think the Mets haven't, like, improved that
1: much. They added... Uh, few back-end pitchers. It all depends on, like, it depends on Diaz and yeah, like Diaz. Yeah,
0: I don't think they got, like, a huge, big-time what about help. All
1: right, but, yeah, I mean, that, that's one
3: eighth-inning bullpen pitcher. Like, that's not... I was just, I was just responding to Kevin. Oh, okay. He we didn't get a big signing. Like,
0: I don't... So yeah, I think yeah it, was it was kind of a big. big
3: signing. I, I thought he was going to Two ERA for, like,
0: three years. Yeah, I,
3: he's he's
0: good, I, I will get Patances, but I don't think Patances fixes the issue with that. Uh, with that bullpen. I don't know if... Like, adding Batances fixes everything with that bullpen. I don't think it fixes everything, but I think it's a start.
3: Batances could be really good. Because we're either having Porcello or Waka in the bullpen. That's fair. And then... Well, Thor... Yeah.
1: Well, Thor's injured now, so you might have to keep Waka and Porcello in the rotation. Unless you, like... Like, would it be... It'd be DeGrom, Strowman... Matt, and then
0: yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I... yeah Oh, to answer, really us up. To, to go but... back onto the uh, betting side of things, uh, I do have the MVP odds from William Hill Sportsbook.
3: The Any, does anyone want to drop their predictions for MVP? Yeah, I for MVP. Said... Oh, my Are real there both... prediction oh, yeah, or, uh... uh both. <laughs> Do you have both leagues, Kevin? Uh, I've
0: got both leagues for a crap ton of players. Like, it goes down to 50-1 okay. to one odds. Hot I'm, I'm take. Oh, God. I'm
3: scared. I'm scared. All
1: right. I just thought of this like two seconds ago. Yes. Okay. If Woonvoin doesn't win MVP, it's going to be Anthony Rendon.
0: Jeez. Well, Rendon? I don't
1: yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of a gear for him.
0: New... I, I can't see, see Rendon. I, I think last year take. was... I think last year was probably— It doesn't matter because Luke Boyd's going to win an MVP. I, I, th- I just think on. Luke— I just, oh, Luke Boyd. I just think <laughs> Rendon's best year was last year.
1: I just think in a new city, um, he has less pressure on him now because they have Trout. I just I, I could see it. It's possible. He has the potential to put up those numbers. Not, I mean, that's not that's not bad take. I mean, it's, it's eh. It's reasonable to be fair. Yeah, it's, it's
0: probably the realistic. most reasonable hot take.
1: Then this a Bet, Yeah, bets is out of the AL now, so that's that's an MVP candidate gone. In
3: this hot take, does Trout get injured throughout the season, or is he just bad? Well, not bad, but he's not MVP level. Uh, maybe
1: Rendon overtakes him. Okay. Oh. we'll see. Or maybe they're both really good.
0: And I I can't him. see anyone overtaking Trout. Like.
1: I. I mean, yeah, I'm saying if there is someone it can be run
0: I don't think there's a single player in the league that can overtreat Trout
1: They just got to give some new players MVP.
0: has got the second one right. I mean, I, I honestly think they might give someone else MVP just because they don't want Trout to win it again. Which is like the worst I'll, thing you can do, but I feel like that's something they'll do.
3: They'll probably give it to a Yankee. I'm not sure about Boyd, but so so the honestly that the
0: uh Yes, isn't terrible. All right, so the odds uh, for the for the uh, AL, it's Mike Trout, obviously number one. I, is anyone surprised? Uh, Aaron Judge's two, Glaber Torres three. Yeah. Francisco Lindor that. five, right. uh, four, uh, Yon Moncada five. Five. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little shocked by that <laughs> one too. I, I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> Bregman six, uh, Otani. Okay. Five, Seven. Matt Chapman. Eight. That's actually probably not the worst odds if you could. Mr. Uh, Rendon. Rendon is ninth.
2: That's really. Um, I'd put money on
0: that. Uh, below oh, him gonna... is Marcus I'm... Simeon, Jose Ramirez, Vlad Jr., uh, Matt Olson, Austin Meadows.
1: Ooh, that's an interesting. one. I can see that his numbers keep getting better. He's
0: what is it, like twenty three or something. He's like twenty three. That's a little I, just a I, little I, shocking. I totally he's up there in like his mid prime. And then Garrett Cole Cole's is right below Austin uh, Austin Meadows. Cole's that low? Yeah, he's really low on this. He's list. a pitcher. I think yeah, it's just because yeah, he's a it's pitcher. The first
3: pitcher, so that kind of makes true. sense. Uh, anyone uh, want to take a guess? the
2: pitch to MVP.
0: Anyone want to take a guess on the top three for the NL MVP in order?
2: Um, Yelich, Bellinger, and... What else? Betts. Um, Alonzo, McNeil,
3: Thespidus.
0: Well, <laughs> unfortunately, you are in not right, I eight, to Tommy. Um, yes, I got it? No, you right, did didn't. <laughs> uh. <laughs> AJ, you got... What was yours again? Yelich, Bellinger. Yelich, Bellinger, Betts. You got two of the three not in the right order. Hmm. So...
2: Bellinger, uh, I mean Betts, Yelich. Who should the third one? Be it think is Ron? it
0: is Mookie Betts one, Ronald Acuna two. What?
2: what? Yeah, that's. I so... I could
0: absolutely see Acuna. I mean, I love Acuna. So. I, I I I think his best baseball's ahead of him, and I think he's gonna have a really good year this year if we
2: play. Baseball.
1: Yeah. I just over Bellinger though, uh, you know.
0: Yelich is three. Juan Soto's four. Uh, Bellinger's five. Jeez. Uh, oh. Tati sixth. What?
2: I mean, I love Tatis. Yeah, 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 I'm I a mean, little shocked
0: by you. Tatis. Uh, He's not
2: winning on uh, Is Machado on there no?
0: uh, at okay. all? Machado, is, on Machado is, what is he? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, I'm 6, 7, 8, 12, 13. Uh, Manny Machado's 14th on the list.
1: Yeah, I mean, he had a really disappointing season. Pete Alonso he,
0: actually has pretty good odds. Definitely have to buy in on this. I like I feel like I feel like Pete Alonzo is one that I would take a chance on. Yeah. That's just just what? because what? just because I, I I I his odds are plus uh two thousandth, he's like thirteenth on this list.
3: Plus, Honestly, 50. I don't see Alonzo winning MVP. No, he's actually like tenth
0: or eleventh, but
3: um I have to plus, throw a ten dollar bet down. Just to Here, okay. Catch here's out.
0: here's what this this uh, article says. Alonso would have a similar year with at least 40 home runs and 100 RBIs. But with the talent on this roster and the stable of high end starting pitching, the Mets could be in line to win the NL East. And Alonso would likely get the bulk of the credit if the team from Queens can pull that off. Which I I can see. But like, I also think that without Syndergaard, mm, I don't think Syndergaard's that good, really. But and I, I, don't I think... feel like I feel like Syn- Syndergaard's better than most two or threes in the league. Still, no,
3: I don't think so. Uh, yeah, oh, uh, I agree. Really, agree with Jake on that. Uh, I think I think he's like high end, but not
0: like I. I don't think I don't think he's a one anymore. I, I don't think he's a one anymore. But no, nah. I still think that like he's feel, a good three, solid two. I feel good, like I'd feel comfortable with him. Wait, two. wait,
2: why would you say a good three and a solid two?
0: Yeah, that wouldn't be it right. It
2: goes better than solid. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: That doesn't seem right. Uh, Dude, he looks so confused now, too. I, I, yeah. I No, like I'm saying, he's like a decent, like, two-pitcher around the league. I'm sorry. So, what he's average. Uh, he's a good, an average uh, two, a good three. Is that what you're a, trying yeah. to say? I don't know. No, I'm like saying. What again, are you trying to say?
1: Across number two pitchers around the league, he's probably right around the middle. Is what I'm saying. So, he's
0: average. He's an average sure. two. Sure. Yeah,
3: that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Well, that's not what you said. I'm <laughs> just no, confused whatever. by the
0: solid part to it. Just because solid usually implies that you're, like, good. Like, uh, I, I don't really know a good comparison for a solid player. Um,
2: what's his face? That guy's sick.
0: <laughs> I love that guy. That guy's awesome.
2: I'm trying to think of a solid player right now. It's kind of hard to think of a solid player. Didi Gregor is a solid player.
0: Yeah, Didi is a solid player. I (laughs) I could not say that. I was stuttering Stanley there. Uh, (laughs) Oh, some prop bets that I've seen. Uh, Longest losing streak, over under 11.5 games. Under.
2: Oh, Over.
0: Yeah, I, I think like a team like the Orioles will lose like twelve games.
2: Yeah, I was about to say the
3: Orioles definitely lose. Uh, I think eleven and a half is pretty low for
0: longest losing streak. I, I think I think it really does depend on how many games we have because these oh, these these were probably I forgot about that. yeah these were built with the assumption that there's one hundred sixty two games. That's fair. Mm, yep, yep. That's my hope. Yeah, so I, I, I feel like that, it. Man. I feel like if we we're talking like seven and a half games, that probably makes sense.
3: Yeah, seven and a half games in a row are so easy to draw. Uh, well,
0: yeah, I fair. Uh,
3: yeah, like if you have two rough, two tough series. Yeah, like, you, you two you, tough series, like a, a four and a three against the Yankees and the Mets. You know, you're coming out zero and seven.
0: Okay. Uh, most strikeouts thrown in the regular season: Justin Cole or uh, Justin Verlander or Garrett Cole. It's not Cole. the same people. Oh, Verlander. I think Verlander probably.
3: Verlander is amazing. I strike people. Uh, same.
0: Same question. Scher, uh, Scherzer, Strasburg.
3: Degrom, Strasburg. Thanks,
0: uh, man. Degrom or Bieber? I think it's Degrom. Degrom. Beaver. Yeah, Beaver, That's a good pick. That's actually not that bad For of a the pick. With AL, no. Beaver's a really
2: good pick if you're looking money Take Degrom, baby.
0: Uh, most most um, wins in the regular season. Cole Verlander. I think it's Cole.
2: Oh,
3: because he is the they uh, uh, Yeah, no, I mean the Astros can win a bunch of games because, I mean, if the season happens, they're probably getting hit a lot, and that's that's a lot of people on. And but they, I, they're still a good team without cheating.
0: That, that is fair. Like they do have, still have a lot of talent.
3: Do you think Verlander falls off any this year because he's old? Like, he's a, got, old like a, he's a, much, a little bit.
0: He's got a I feel like I feel like we're waiting for the inevitable though. Like he's eventually going to fall off.
3: I know, but he looks so good. Like it looks like he's never gonna. Stop. It looks like he's gonna retire with
2: like an under three ERA. Yeah, like
0: it. It feels like he's almost gonna retire, like as good as he started.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. it's
0: so crazy how good he is. Uh, I'm trying to find any other other good ones. Will will any team win one hundred five games in a one hundred sixty two game season? No.
2: The Yankees would have. I don't think the they would have won one hundred five. Our division's
0: pretty bad. Yeah, but, like, you, you you, have to take into account injuries. You have to take into account just bad games overall.
3: 105 games is a lot of games.
0: Yeah, like, when—I I don't know. How, how many 105-game winners have we had in, like, the last five years?
2: There's been at least two recently. I know the Yankees and the Mariners did it. I'm not sure about it after that, though. But, like, in the
0: last five years have we had many?
2: I don't think so. I don't think so.
0: Because that's— like hundred five wins seems rare.
2: Asher's got a hundred seven. The Dodgers
1: got hundred six. Oh, well, it happened a lot more than I thought. The Red Sox got hundred eight in the year they won the World Series. So I mean, it's possible.
0: It's possible, but it still seems rare. I feel
1: like the Yankees could have got it with the Dodgers.
0: Uh will it? Will any team lose a hundred five games? No. Yeah. I think, I think the Orioles still would have been better than they were last year.
3: Yeah. Without Mancini?
0: Oh. Uh. Uh, yeah, probably. I think
3: they might like hit right on at 105.
0: Yeah, that, that seems like something they probably would have hit bang on. Uh, yeah, probably, we'll, yeah. we'll close we this off with... with uh, I've got one more here. Do I? I think I do. I found a... I found a good one. We're gonna close this off. Yes, uh, hit leaders. Uh, regular McNeil. season hit leaders.
3: Yeah, McNeil. I was gonna say McNeil.
0: McNeil actually is low on this list. The New York podcast. He's not even on this list. No, he is. He is. That's never mind. Messed up, man. Jeff McNeil um, has seventy-five to one odds according to this. I'm gonna what? I'm
3: gonna say two players that aren't from New York just to have some variety here. Um. I think. You know what? Coors Merchant, Arenado. And um, <laughs> heavily overrated, Paul Goldschmidt.
0: Goldschmidt is uh, not on this list. What? No one said Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. I was going to say
3: Betts, but also, we already talked about him. Just want to show some love. How about, I, uh, how about Devers?
0: Devers is third on this Probably list, not 8-1 odds. Uh, just above him is Jose Altuve and Whit Merrifield.
2: Oh, yeah, Witt gets... I shot top three there.
0: Witt, Witt, sh- Witt does get a lot of hits. Oh, I no, mean, I know
2: what's
0: so much Mike Trout. Uh, Mike Trout is 25 to one odds. I'd take that. I, I would...
2: 82-game season. I,
0: I think a really underrated one for the NL is Cattell Marte. Yeah, for sure. Just because you consider that he was an MVP candidate last year. I think if he continues any kind of run... oh might get a lot. Yeah. Oh, uh, regular season saves leader. We're, we're gonna close it off on this uh, with the most odds. Uh, the best place to close it off: seven to one odds. Kirby Yates. So, Did you make that? No, I, I kid you not. I'll, I'll send the picture into our uh, in our chat. This is he is
2: website again. Just to tell the listeners,
0: uh, William Hill I literally typed in like MLB 2020 prop bets, and it was like one of the first sites. I'll I'll probably post this on the Twitter. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. (laughs) With that, uh, we're going to go to the interview with Hubs and then close off the show. Welcome back to the Through the Seams podcast. Right now we are joined by Eric Hubs of Barstool Sports. He is a Yankees and MLB writer, as well as the host of the Short Short Porch Podcast. Excuse me. Uh, You can follow him on Twitter at Barstool Hubs. Uh, Hubs, how are you doing today?
4: What's happening, folks? What's happening?
0: Obviously, uh, I'd ask how the Dinos are doing, but I think we all kind of know at this point, ten and one.
4: Yeah, I mean, you wake up every morning and you get a dive. You know, the sun's going to show up. There's gonna be some clouds here and there, and uh, and Dinos won every single. You just get those guarantees every morning. So
0: I didn't expect him to go to start ten and one. I kind of had him as I think every single power rankings had him at like mid table, kind of okay, but not great. And then yeah, I think.
4: When we were picking teams, um, they were like a middle of the pack team filled with like a bunch of young guys, and they just hit a ton of home runs. I was like, oh, "This is cool. All right, this could be this could be a fun team to just check on here and there." And then obviously the Dinos mascot, love that. And they just end up being now they're just a powerhouse. It's like that's not what we expected whatsoever. We didn't like they weren't supposed to be good. Well, you know, they're the Dushan Bears. I think are supposed to be the best. I won't pretend to know what I'm talking about. With you know, we're all we've all lost our minds at this point, and we're just. We're just, you know, grasping onto the KBO until hopefully the MLB comes back. But, I mean, it's been fun. And, it, you, you know, I, sometimes some nights I can't sleep and they're, they're on. So it's it's a nice thing to just follow a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I need baseball back, like real baseball back very
0: soon. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I'm not going to claim to be an expert of the KBO. But if you ask me, I most definitely am. And uh, <laughs> I, 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 I will give you all the information that I found on the Internet. Um, uh, so I, I do want to start with Barstool. Uh, when did you get started with Barstool Sports, and kind of how did that happen?
4: Yeah, I actually my mom was I'm, I'm back at home during quarantine in Jersey, and my mom came in my room this morning, and she's like, four years ago today, you graduated from college." I was like, "Oh shit," I did not realize that. Um, and uh, so, uh, so graduated from college, Syracuse, um, middle of the pack GPA if you want to even call it below average. So it didn't have like ESPN and all of them lining up, you know, and it wasn't even in Newhouse or whatever. So I I pretty much had zero aspirations for my future. So I took some uh, sales job uh, in the city that was good starting pay and all that ended up being the worst job you could possibly have. I can't, I can't stress that to anybody who wants to go to this place. Terrible. Um, But uh, I was making like 300 cold calls a day and, selling absolute garbage to people and feeling bad when I sold something. And it was I wasn't even good at it. And there was no, it was really just smoke and mirrors for how they presented the job in the first place. So I really wanted out from the moment I started. And I lasted about four months. Um, and then on month four or month three, uh, Barstool started. Barstool was originally just people in Philly, Boston, New York, uh, Chicago, D.C. They were all spread out. Uh, and they would communicate like we're doing now. Um, which were, which is how Barstool is communicating right now. But um, they eventually decided to move together in New York um, to, you know, they'd, heat, they'd hit their their point of how much they can produce with not being together. So they got the New York City office. They were doing interns and all that. I didn't apply to be an intern because I was, I just didn't have enough confidence in myself that I was funny enough or all that. Um, so I kind of let that go. And I think that's when Rhea got hired and Plenty. Um, so I waited a bit, a little bit longer. K Marco, editor in chief. Um, he just became the editor in chief, so he had a lot of more responsibility on his plate. And I saw myself in him, like a, me and him, very similar people. And I was dead right because we are pretty much like a carbon copy of each other. He'll even say that like, to this point. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I, I emailed him. I got his email I emailed him. And I poured my heart out to him, and, um, and I was just like, I, I'm willing to work for free, like like no, you know, no gas. Like I, I just want to be here. I want to get my foot in the door and show what I can do. Um, and he brought me in and he said I was overqualified, uh, and, uh, you know, he couldn't pay me to start. I was like, that's fine. You know, it really wasn't fine, but you you know, you say that just to get in there and uh, in six months, uh, I, you know, did enough and carved my way, carved out a role to be important enough. And then eventually let me start blogging a little bit, um, which he did not need to do. Um, I didn't even think that was, you know, he's just like, yeah, if you want to write some blogs, like, sure. Eventually, he's like, you want to write some more blogs? And then it became a part time job uh, where I got started getting paid, and then full time a year after that. And then the Yankee stuff kind of fell into place because um, they didn't really have a guy at the time who was like dedicated, you know, full time, you know, you know, didn't have anyone on salary or whatever. So um, I, I eventually started to do that a little bit, and then more and more. And then the podcast came along, and, and then, you know, Tommy, obviously, me and Tommy was really supposed to be our producer. It was supposed. To be the original plan was going to be me and Frankie uh, with Tommy producing. Uh, but then Frankie was kind of at a crossroads with us in Foreplay, and he was more cut out, cut out for Foreplay. And obviously, that's worked out brilliantly for him. Um, so it's just me and Tommy, and then um, eventually got an intern or two. And then Mush came along uh, last uh, playoff run, and he's been great. So we've been flying uh, ever since. We I think we've been thriving. We've wanted. We've been one of the good podcasts during quarantine you're looking for content with Yankees, especially, I mean, they, the the interviews we've had recently have been fucking awesome. And we have pretty good people lined up, uh, moving forward too. So, um, I think we've been killing it, but that is my story of how I've gotten to this point.
0: Yeah, no, I will. I will definitely agree. You guys have done an awesome job with the short porch. I'm not even a Yankees fan and it's always an interesting listen, just kind of getting into these minds of the Yankee players and the Yankee personalities and being able to just kind of see where they're, where their heads at and everything. It's just an awesome podcast, uh, if anyone's Appreciate. listening to this, I definitely recommend uh, listening to Short Porch. Uh, I do want to then continue with Barstool. Obviously, I think we've all seen the growth of it, and then all the celebrities that have come in. What has been your favorite celebrity that you've kind of been able to talk to through Barstool?
4: Um, hmm. Blake Griffin was was cool because obviously he's the—I mean, he's like one of my favorite NBA players. Um, I didn't really talk to him, but it was just funny how the first time we were in the old office. So you, you you when you leave the office, you can either go right or left to go get food. Um to left is fifth Ave, to the right is Broadway. And I remember you you always leave and you never know where you're going, you never know what you want to eat. This is the old office. And uh, I remember leaving the office and I was at the crossroads was like, huh, do I want to go left or right? And I looked right and like three three stores down, I see Blake Griffin. <laughs> He's just so much taller than everyone else. But you you know it's Blake Griffin. Like if you know Blake Griffin, you could—he's six ten and he's built like a truck and all that. And you know he's stylish and he's just like towering over like all these like five foot people. And he was just looking for the office. It was just so funny because I remember me trying to find the office for the first time because it's 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 hidden kind of and you can't just find it on GPS. And I just remember like relating to him at that point, like he was just in the same spot as me having no clue who was. I didn't help him. I went left because I'm, I'm a coward and, um, and he ended up finding it, but it was just funny. But one of the coolest people ever was George Brett. George Brett came in um, with his Meat Mitch company, which they sell um, like Kansas city barbecue and he yeah. barbecued for the whole office. Oh, and that geez. guy, he took a picture of me all that talked to him for a little bit. He's just genuinely one of the best people alive. Like if you talk five, 10 minutes with him, Never mind. I listened to a whole interview with him like a podcast but that guy is awesome and his food is, is dynamite uh but he is he was just one of the people that like i have no idea what george brett's gonna be like in real life but he came in it was just like damn that guy is awesome like i wish i was friends with that guy so george brett is probably my answer for that but there's a lot of good answers so i
0: i i am imagining now seeing blake griffin above a whole bunch of like normal size type people I feel like it'd be hard to miss him, even if he's with a whole bunch of seven-feet guys. He's pretty recognizable as a person.
4: Right, right. Yeah, no, for sure. But uh, <laughs> it was just a funny visual that, that will always be stuck in my head for some reason. <laughs>
2: so you guys, well, like you were saying with the short porch, you guys had a lot of great interviews coming out with um, Tommy Canley, Luke Voigt. One of my personal favorites was a John Sterling oh, one. I love that one. Obviously, Yankee fans, we all love John Sterling. Which, what do you say was your favorite out of all of them you've done so far?
4: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I always say, so we've done Sterling twice now, back-to-back spring trainings. And the best interview, I think we've, just like the craziest from my standpoint was the first Sterling one because like 20 minutes into it, I kind of like snapped, like I kind of like. My, my my soul kind of went away from my body. I was, like, looking out, like, from my body. I was like, holy shit, you're interviewing John Sterling and you're two <laughs> feet away from him. Like, your whole life, you know, it would be me and my dad in, my car, in, in the car, like, if we were in front of a TV during a Yankee game, you listen to John Sterling. you hear that voice, and it's just part of your life. You honestly hear him more than you hear any of your friends, sometimes any of your family. Like, that's how much John Sterling is in your life. And here we were, down in his hotel in Florida, and I'm literally two feet away from the guy. And he's just telling stories and he's even, the end he even complimented us and he was like, you guys know your stuff. You guys are, you know, this was great. I didn't know what we were doing to start out here. Cause he didn't know what podcasts were. And, uh, and it was just like, you're complimenting us now. And like now we, now we use like a, a bit of his um, interview, like his voice, like in the intro just, or at the end. And uh, it was just, it was just surreal um, to, to have that, you know, and we interviewed again this year and it was, and, and I take I honestly took it for granted because we had already did it. And it's like it just – obviously the first time you do anything is like it's so cool. But like it's insane that like we had him a second time too and like it was no problem. So he's the best. Um, and uh, he, he could tell you stories for days. Uh, so the first John Sterling interview certainly stood out uh, for sure. Uh, Player-wise, the first time we had Void on was so cool because we were, were such a – Pro Luke Point podcast um, The Swisher one We recently just did
3: Was oh, God.
4: Out of this world If you're ever feeling depressed Like You don't even have to be A fan of the Yankees But You just listen to Nick Swisher talk about life And it will And, and like How he's thriving In quarantine it's like That'll make you feel better Immediately He is Awesome Nick Swisher um, So I, That was That was really good We recently did Tommy Canley too That was cool Because He's such an Unreachable guy He doesn't have any Social media Which is like Kind of the vehicle I use to like reach out to these people um and i had to go through like eight different back channels to like line this up pretty much uh so it was kind of just for me fulfilling because it took so long to get him but when we did he was he was as good as advertised um yeah we have we've been very fortunate during quarantine we, we just had jim layer on he was fantastic giving us like late 90s perspectives um it, it, it's been we've been very lucky and we've had a really really good list of guests
2: so going over to the Yankees now, obviously their last captain was Derek Jeter. And a lot of controversy, maybe not controversy, but a lot of talks have been coming out of it. Who should the next Yankees captain be? Or should there even be one with Glaber or Aaron? What's your thought uh, on it? Luke Voigt. <laughs> <laughs> um,
4: I don't think you can name one until they win another title. I agree. Um, I think that's kind of what judges, but that's what's stopping Judge. Um, if they won in 2017 or 2019, he would have, or 2018. Uh, he would have um, – I think he would be captain by now. Um, I just don't think you can give it out until they win one. Um, and I don't know. It is a little detracting now with the injuries with Judge and you don't know his future, you know, what kind of contract they're going to give him. I, I'm, I mean, I'm pretty sure that he's a Yankee for life. But, um, you know, we got to see. But I think you can't talk captains until you win a title. That's just how it goes.
1: You're talking about um, how pro void you are. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, um, this is a fun one. So, I'm famous on this podcast for, like, crazy takes. And on the first episode this year, I made, like, a prediction that because Luke Voight changed his number because of Garrett Cole, that he would hit 55 home runs. Could you ever see that happening? Absolutely. I thought you were going to say something about Greg Bird. I (laughs) I thought you were going to say something about Greg Bird. I don't know where I
4: don't know why. Someone said, oh, boy, with Voight, it always leads to Greg Bird. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, his numbers – I mean, it'd be crazy, but, um, you know, if he hit enough opposite field home runs at Yankee stadium, like, I, you know, why not? Um, but he, his first half numbers last year before the injury, if you like project those over 162 games, There's was like a 45 home run pace. Um, so like, why not? Why can't he get there? You know, 50 or whatever. Like he's a power hitter. He's, he's selective at the plate. He can see his pitches. Like, I don't think it's that it's, I mean, it's not happening. <laughs> but, like, it's not the most insane thing I've ever heard. Like, he was on a, a ridiculous pace through, like, the end of June uh, before that injury in London. So, like, I I don't I, – you know, he's a very, very good baseball player that, that people like to overlook and look past and say, oh, we need somebody else here. And it's stupid because he's very, very good at baseball, very good at hitting baseballs. And I hope he's a Yankee for a very long time.
1: Me too. I have been saying this for the longest time. And I, I think you're the first person to actually, like, agree with me.
0: <laughs>
1: throw a fuel into the fire um, here out my mind I'm, void. You know, I'm team void, So I mean. Yeah me too 100% yeah. um, Talking about general baseball Who would be on your personal Mount Rushmore of baseball?
4: Like uh, a all one. time?
0: Yeah, yeah all time
4: That's a ridiculous question Um, uh, uh, In what perspective Just best baseball players ever Or like to represent the game
0: uh, the, so the way we've been doing it is uh, the person, like the four baseball players that mean the most to you and your kind of growth into baseball.
4: Oh, me? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I thought you said me just in general. No, because okay.
0: I, 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 feel like if we did in general, all the answers would be kind of similar. You'd have like Barry Bonds and Bruce. Yeah. Roo okay. Thing. Okay.
4: Okay. So obviously Jeter, number one. I mean, I wanted to be Jeter growing up. I played shortstop because of Jeter, as everyone did. I mean, that's not an original thought, but. Jeter, you know, the way he handles himself, you just always wanted to be him. He was so cool at all times. Like, you know, you could just lose yourself for hours on YouTube looking at Jeter highlights. So Jeter has to be in there. Um, oh, let me think. I don't want to give you a bad answer. I mean, honestly, Matsui, it's crazy that he's been there. But um, that guy was just so clutch and so reliable and helps bring home, you know, we they don't win 09 without him. Um, and he's just the epitome of, like, what Steinbrenner wanted as a Yankee. This like, the, you know, the, the guy who just never made it anything about himself um, and would just come through at all times. And it just didn't feel right when he left. But Matsui, for me, um, hmm, who else? Who else? Uh, well, I've got to throw a few pitchers in there. I guess it doesn't have to be all Yankees. I mean... How can Mariano not be in there? Uh, obviously, like, no one has ever been as good at, at their job and better than the second person and any job whatsoever in the whole world than Mariano as closing baseball games, like, at anything. And You know, you could say, like, oh, Tom Brady, a quarterback, but, like, the number two guy is, like, there. Mariano, it's he's the closer, and the number two guys, like, what, Trevor Hoffman? He's so far <laughs> down compared to where number, number one Mariano is, and, like, there's that whole stat where, like, um more people have been on the moon than have scored against Mariano in the playoffs. Ins- I mean, that's just a preposterous stat. So Mariano, he's, he's two. Matt Matsui's not two. So Mariano's the second guy. Let's go Matsui three. And then number four. I don't know. Clemens. I, Clemens was my favorite. Like, I just like, I, I wanted to, at one point in my childhood, I wanted to, uh, put highlights in my hair because Roger Clemens had them. I remember like getting through half of the sentence to my dad before I just stopped and was like, okay, he's going to throw me out of the house if I continue this, so we're not going to do that. Um, but Clemens was just so much fun to watch, and I kind of see – I've said this for since he was in Pittsburgh, and I wanted him in during, during the, his Pittsburgh days, but I always see Clemens 2.0 in Garrett Cole, just like the way their demeanor on the mounds, the way their arsenal, the power behind it, uh, the fuck you kind of attitude i that i see so much clemens in cole so uh yeah and i i just like when he was on the mound when even when he came back in his last like year i still feel confident because it's just so cool having roger clemens on the mound like it's just like when in a video game i like, got always pitch with Clem, like so yeah i think clemens has to be out there and i'm just throwing Matt Sue on there because that's just personal bias and he's the man so
0: do you ever regret not getting the highlights <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, no, I don't, because the pictures right now would be resurfacing, and they wouldn't be. great.
0: <laughs> it'd almost be the worst thing that could happen. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So yeah, probably for the best.
4: Um, it probably wouldn't have changed to how many girls I got in, in my younger days, because uh, you know it'd still be very, very minimal. But um, at least I guess I would have stood out a little bit, depending how they came out. And sometimes you know someone got in the office, and they actually didn't look too bad. It was kind of as a punishment. But uh, I don't know. I don't think highlights would be good for me.
0: So, so was it like full highlights or just like the frosted tips?
4: You're talking for? Cl- I guess it's more frosted tips.
0: Oh, it's uh, probably better that you didn't get those.
4: <laughs> yeah, I don't think that would have worked. Well,
0: yeah. I do want to ask one more question, and it's it's kind of a personal Yankees question. When when you look back, what's your favorite like Yankees memory? When when you go and you go, this is what really like that makes
4: I Witnessed you- or just in general that I like will look back at?
0: Uh, let's go. What you witnessed personally.
4: Um, I mean, it's gotta be Boone. Um, it's gotta be, I mean, it's gotta be Boone because I remember like being as a kid and like waking up my whole family and, you know, just going crazy. Um, but like, I, I will find myself on YouTube. Like, I think the Tino home run to, in the one World Series, um, is just so fun, So awesome. Like, and the, yeah, you know, the, it's just like, yeah, Paul kneeling around in the bases, jumping up and down, the place just losing its mind. And then Brochu's the next night. Those two home runs, like always, will like give me chills watching them, like every single time. Um, honestly, I wish I could have said if the Yankees had won that series uh, or that game, DJ LeMahieu's home run last year was would have been right up there. As my, I mean, because my reaction was so good because we were doing the the live streams and all that. But um, like my 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 soul left my body at that moment. I was like, I, I didn't believe what was going on, but obviously Altuve and all that kind of ruin it and cause kind of become kind of becomes a really forgettable moment which sucks um so you know hopefully there'll be more more to be made whatever this year is going to be and next year but uh um, I guess for now it's boone I'm trying to think of anything else Matsui's uh Matsui's grand slam um was in his first game I think it was at Yankee Stadium one of those Giambi's grand slam against the Twins in the rain that comes to memory um is there anything else crazy?
0: No, I guess that's it. Well, Hubbs, uh, I think I speak for every one of us. Uh, I appreciate you coming on, and now knowing that you fed Jake's fire on Luke Voight really doesn't make me feel good about the rest of these episodes because now, <laughs> now, now, now I'll be hearing him scream. Well, Hubbs said it could happen, and oh boy,
4: I'm Luke Voight type man. So I mean, like, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna die down a stat or what he could achieve. I believe in that guy and. He he got Greg Bird out of my life, so I owe that guy a lot.
0: <laughs> Hubs, uh, thank you for coming on. Of course, you can follow Hubs on Twitter uh, at Barstool Hubs. Hopefully, sooner rather than later, we'll have some actual baseball and not uh, the KBO. As as fun as the KBO has been, I think I think I speak for all of us when I when I say I actually want to watch the MLB. Yeah, absolutely. even if it's without fans.
3: <laughs>
4: who knows if we're gonna get it? There's a lot. There's a lot that has to happen in the next ten days. But ten days from now, I feel like we will know what's gonna happen. So. Yeah. Just pray the two sides can come together and somehow these rules can be worked out and they can follow them. I don't know how, but um, yeah. Who knows, man? Who knows? We're, we're all praying.
0: Hubs, thank you for coming on. Uh, appreciate it.
4: You got it. Take care, guys. Stay safe. You too. <laughs>
0: Well, as always, uh, hope you guys had a fun listen to this episode. I, I, I think this was a pretty fun episode, both with the hubs' interview. Where, oh god, he fueled f- f- the fire that is Luke Voigt and Jake. I, we're never going to live Luke Voigt down. He's going to hit twenty home runs, and Jake's still going to be claiming that he can hit fifty-five. The season. <laughs> yeah, he's going to play in the shortened season. Uh, other than that, uh, again, I hope you guys had a great time listening. Uh, Of course, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Pod. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at Pod. It's the same thing. Is it? I think it is. Yeah, it is. Okay. It is. It is. I'm very good at keeping track of things. (laughs) Uh, I hope you guys stay safe, stay healthy, keep your family safe, and hopefully sooner rather than later we'll have actual baseball to be talking about. Uh, This has been the Through the Seams Podcast, and thank you for listening.